Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. (laughs) Welcome to Curious Conversations. I felt like a flight attendant. I I hope people aren't listening to this in the evening. Do you know why? Some people fall asleep to podcasts. Yeah. One friend said to me once, I love the podcast. It's so good, but I can't listen to you at night. It's just too weird. Oh, really? She couldn't fall asleep to the podcast. Oh, that's fair. We're not very soothing. No. But welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. It's another week and we have a really great episode for you guys today. We just wrapped up recording and it was so interesting. So interesting. So informative. And you're probably looking at the title and like, "Mm, this episode's not for me. I can tell you what, it is an episode for everyone because hair loss, like we were talking to Dr. Shami, happens at various stages of life. Mm -hmm. So perimenopause, you might experience it. Menopause. Postpartum. Exactly. So you're going to go through some stage of hair loss in your life. You can't avoid it. Yeah, I found it so interesting because I am one of those people who probably has an oversupply of hair. I've never actually dealt with hair loss mm-hmm. yet. Um, I've got too much hair. I'm that one annoying person that goes to the hairdresser. I'm like, can you please thin out my hair? Like, take it all out. So I, I, I haven't actually gone through one of those hair loss stages yet. But now after listening to the podcast, I feel like I'm fully prepared and not to get down and sad about it and book in to see Dr. Shami straight away. Straight away. Um, because she was also saying that if something's happening for like three months, you're losing hair constantly for three months. Like that is a sign that something is wrong. And if something's like, yes, shedding is normal and we go through that, how much you should be losing each day, mm-hmm. what's normal, what's not, over that three-month period, is it is it getting worse, is it getting less? That's what you observe. Yeah, absolutely. So such a jam-packed episode of hair loss, but there are so many other topics that we could have spoken to Dr. Shami about. I don't know if you, after this, please go stalk her on socials because she is so knowledgeable. So knowledgeable. Uh, TikToks, uh, videos on Instagram are so value-driven. Value yeah. So I think we should just dive straight into the. There's one thing I do want to say because as Dr. Shami was just leaving, she's like, can you mention this? Mm-hmm. And this is for all for my thin thin hair gals. Mm-hmm. She was like, people will come to me as a dermatologist for, anti- for anti-aging mm-hmm. things, so like to look younger, and she's like, can I just regrow your hair? And she does that and it makes them look, say, 10 years younger. She's like, having thin hair actually ages you. Yeah. And I never thought of that until she just said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. So a lot of the problems that you think you're going there for, she's actually going to do the reverse and be like, babe, think we need your hair to grow. And you will be surprised where 
hair health starts from. Yes. Just I'm not going to say anything no. more about that. But no. It's a big topic of conversation in that mm. episode. But let's dive straight into the episode. It's amazing. Please follow Dr. Shami on socials because she is, like we said, just so knowledgeable. Enjoy. Bye. Dr. Shami, welcome to Curious Conversations. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited, uh, ladies. We're very excited. I feel like we always do this before we press start. We start gas bagging and we're like, no, 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 no. We need that on the podcast. This needs to be yeah. in the podcast. Again, it happened just Ex- then. Exactly. One tip though, I feel like I need to look at both I of you. You're so good. And then I'm like, okay. I know. <laughs> we'll try it. Like we usually, once we start, it's like easier. But thank you so much for coming on. We, Sarah, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. Everyone that listens is probably so annoyed. She always talks about hair loss. So that was one of the things we want to talk about. But can we just have a little intro from you, like who you are and what you do? So I'm Dr. Shami Thiessen. I'm an Australian dermatologist. I've been practicing dermatology for about 15 years. I am passionate about anything skin, really, mm-hmm. from a tiny acne spot to complete scarring on your face, pigmentation, but my little, um, I shouldn't say little, but my big passion is hair loss. So yeah. as you know, when you lose your hair or you're thinning, man, woman, child, it is devastating. Mm-hmm. So we've now got cutting edge um, hair protocols that can actually grow your own hair back. Okay. And, Which is and, amazing. and amazing yeah. medication yeah. too, you yeah. know, prescription stuff can work with the right type of hair loss. Yeah. We have a lot of friends, and I know my mum's one of them and Sarah, but it, you lose a lot of confidence from it's hair loss. such an identity thing, yeah. hair, your hair. And when I, like, <laughs> Tal came to a hairdressing appointment with oh, me <laughs> and our, our friend's the hairdresser and she was washing my hair coming out and Tal was like, oh, my God, you do lose a lot of hair. And I, was, I didn't mean I was like. say it as it is. I, I was just yeah. like. <laughs> Thank you. Like, that's was, not what I wanted to hear. Out like, of sight, out of mind. Wrong person to say that to. But I was really, really shocked to see, and Sarah tells me all the time she loses all this hair, and I was really shocked to see how much hair she actually was losing mm. in the basin. Mm. How much hair should you be losing a day? So you should, it's normal, rather, to lose about 50 to 100 hairs. Okay. But that's variable. I think the best way to know if you're losing too much is, are you actually losing a lot more than what I used to lose? Mm -hmm. Women in particular, we are very sensitive to knowing how much is normal for us. So we've actually done studies to show, you know, um, dermatologists counting the number of hairs over time to see how much you've lost versus the patient telling us how Mm -hmm. much they've lost. It matches up. Okay. So if you feel you're getting away more of a thicker bundle of hair in your shower plug, you're right. Mm, That was happening to me. Yeah. You know yeah, your yeah. body and like what you're seeing. Yeah. Mm. That's so crazy. So what I we were doing a little bit of research on you and what I found so interesting, and I love holistic health. Yes. And I found so interesting a lot of things that you're referring to come from the gut. Mm-hmm. So is that why you started like why are you so passionate about hair? And then let's talk about the gut after. So I you know, when you go to medical school, they don't really teach you anything about overall wellness like Mm -hmm. it's quite frustrating because as medicine has become amazing and more evolved specialists kind of take over different areas of the body Mm -hmm. but when you look into the main process the inflammation or um, something that's going wrong is everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah so I think the patient feels really frustrated that they're seeing 
one person for their skin issues, but then they've also got diabetes, but it's all related. Mm -hmm. And now we know that the skin, gut, the skin, brain, and gut axis are all connected. So our gut is our largest immune organ, really, Mm -hmm. and it communicates to our skin and our hair. So it's probably the easiest place to start because we all have to eat and we all have to nurture our gut microbiome. And we know that when it's off, it sends the wrong signals to your hair. It sends the wrong signals to your skin, your joints. So I think that's a good starting point Mm -hmm. um, to really nurture that gut health. How do you know if you gut health is off? So, I mean, I think the lucky ones are actually those that know they're having a bit of gut change, like they're having diarrhea, bloating, they're feeling sluggish or fatigue. I think it's almost harder when you've got no symptoms. Mm. Um, So I think we're unfortunately sometimes that's the unluckier thing. But what can you do now knowing the information and research out there is we need to feed our gut health. And that is not just taking a probiotic um, or a prebiotic. It's actually sleeping well. Mm. You know, now there's also more um, research to show that the way you think influences your gut health. That's why when you're stressed, you almost get more irritable bowel. Oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah, Yeah. so your brain sends these chemicals to your gut. I mean, it's it's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, it's crazy. Don't they say that your gut is like your second brain? Yeah. Mm. Intuition is true. Yeah. Like, you know, you feel it in your gut. Yeah. And we need to just listen to it more. I think once you get intuitive, you know when something's off. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, like I, I know when things are mm-hmm. off. Um, my sleep goes or my gut starts just being a bit different. Mm. Or, you know, if you suddenly gain more weight or lose more weight, there's something else that's going on yeah. in your gut health. That's so true. It's so important. So what other things can you be taking for your gut that help? Um, We talked about probiotics, but I think what's even better than that is a prebiotic. So a prebiotic is really just undigested um, vegetables and fibers because that's what's – that's like fertilizer for your gut. Like resistant starch? Yeah, resistant starch that your body can't break down, but Mm. your gut gut bacteria love it. Mm. So it's about preventing leaky gut. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people have leaky gut because our gut cells have gaps between each other. So when you've got inflammation – a lot of the stuff that shouldn't be going through your gut wall goes into your bloodstream. So that's how you, oh. yeah, so you get almost like a gluten sensitivity, if you've heard it. So eating that gluten slowly just destroys that gut mucus wall. Mm. And so then you've got peptides or released chemicals that are going into your bloodstream that make you feel bad. Yeah. Wow. So sleep prebiotics um, and good fats. People don't talk enough about how we do need olive oil, yeah. you know, avocado. We need those gut-nurturing, beautiful fats that will help our gut health. Mm-hmm. Anything to avoid? Processed food. Okay. The modern diet. Yeah. Um, and all those fake sugars. I think I'm so anti can I mention words? Like, yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Diet Coke. Uh, yeah. Husband's watching this. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you heard her. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's an educated lawyer and he's like, what are the randomized trials that show that fake sugar doesn't yeah. matter? I'm like, hello. We know that it actually affects your gut health, your brain health. Yes. Um, and it also increases your insulin, but it's not real sugar. Yeah. So I don't know why people do it. It's a Just because it's low calorie. Yeah. 
I mean, almost drink the full version. Uh, so no processed foods, less junk food, deep fried food, especially mm-hmm. like when they deep fried in the same oil. We okay. know that there's so much gross. gross yeah. <laughs> I'm not about that. Yeah. It, it just causes all this flipid peroxidation. Mm-hmm. So free radical damage is a lot worse when you deep fry stuff. And certain oils are not meant to be used for frying. Mm. So really, the modern diet where we're having lots of takeaways or processed foods, I think anything where you look at a package and you really can't work out the ingredients into what it's been made Mm. now, just avoid it. Don't eat it, yeah. What about alcohol? Oh, Sarah's quite (laughs) secretly dying. She's gone right in there. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I'm very, very partial to a glass of wine or champagne. But... The older I'm getting, I mean, we're in my 40s, um, I think it, it's it's one thing for women we really need to cut down. Yeah. It's definitely a toxin. Yeah. It, it really worsens and augments perimenopause and our hormones. So, yes. Unfortunately, guys. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because, you know, it's all about detox. Our body is exposed to constant environmental um, allergens or pollutants. Yeah. So you can't also live in a bubble. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so reduce it where you can. Yeah, and our body's able to detox. Mm. Yeah. But then when you throw in multiple toxins, like, you know, the, the killers when you have a kebab at night, you know, after <laughs> binge drinking yeah. thing, yeah. then your liver just is overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm. Um, my trick for that is pop an antihistamine, a glucathione supplement, and oh. drink lots of water. Okay. And, yeah, a vitamin C. Okay, you C. heard it. Yeah. yeah. Antihistamine. Yeah. Decrease inflammation. Mm. Okay. And you just get less puffy the next day. Because I, I don't know, like, you know, I used to be able to, you know, drink a lot more when yeah. I was younger, but now I just wake up a bit more puffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and okay. you retain a bit of fluid and Yeah, even if like you that. have, like, one or two glasses of wine, I still wake up in the morning and I'm, like, I feel hungover and puffy. Yeah, I mean, with that, because especially red wine, it's so histamine rich. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice to have little biohacks. Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking before we started the podcast, um, or do you want to talk about your hair problem first? I want to speak about hair loss in general, Mm -hmm. because once I opened the gates on Mm -hmm. my social media, the amount of people going through the same thing. I was actually shocked. And is that a thing that hair loss is increasing or just more people are talking about it? I think more of us are talking about yeah. it. Yeah, okay. okay. You know, there is a bit of, you know, as a dermatologist, my first training is always in the skin mm. and people don't understand that hair and nails are an extension of our skin. So okay. we're experts in these three domains. So it's supposed to do that with your scalp health as well. Scalp health, but really just about the hair growth. The hair cell or the hair follicle is one of the most fascinating ecosystems. So there are stem cells in the bottom of the hair follicle called your dermal papillae, and they have the potential to completely go into a non-growth phase and become smaller, but they can also regenerate. So we've done lots of, you know, animal models, patient models on just studying the hair follicle. But backtacking to that, you know, hair is a big thing. It's like, you know, Mm. if you had something on your skin, it's obvious to everyone. So the reason why I love dermatology is that it's really the last frontier in medicine where you don't have to be put through a CT scan or Mm. do blood tests. You know, once you're trained, you know what's going on in someone's life looking at their skin. And the hair is the same thing, you know. When you start losing it, it's very debilitating. I mean, I had a lady in her 70s many years ago who was like really concerned about her hair loss. And 
Um, I was like, yeah, we can help you do this, this. And she goes, thank you. Because, you know, when something's wrong with your skin or another body part, there's no questions asked. Mm. But with hair, it's almost like it's a luxury to hold on to it yeah. when it's not. But I think our generation is just getting more proactive. We're like, we want to know everything about skin health and hair health is the next thing. Yeah. I've seen so much in social media, TikTok and that, at hair health now, like mm. scalp care, there's the strand hair looking mm. after the so probiotics of your scalp and things like that. There's or, just, your, or your microbiome of yes. your scalp. Yes. Yeah. So I'm seeing a trend of more products coming out specifically for your hair care. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, you know, two minds about that. I mm. think it's slightly opportunistic mm. because obviously with hair, it's so complicated that the hair scalp health is a minor component to when you're actually losing your hair. There's normally something more important Deeper. going on. Yeah. And it's good because you want to have that maintenance factor with a good, healthy scalp microbiome. But a lot of my patients that have come to me have wasted two years trying random supplements or yeah. shampoos, which are we so want expensive. To talk about that. Yeah, the, you the know, and of I money think of yes, spend. Yeah. that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do those like let's go to kind of going on trends and products and stuff. Obviously, there's a massive trend on TikTok about rosemary oil mm. and I don't know what else is in it. Castor oil. oil. Castor oil. Are they actually effective? Um, minorly, but yeah. my answer is yes. Okay. You know, they do something. There's no harm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So oiling the scalp with a certain anti-inflammatory things like rosemary oil, castor oil. There's another one that I quite like. It's called amla oil. Have you okay. heard of that? No, in your research? It's just called Indian gooseberry, uh-huh. but it's packed with vitamin oh, C. Wow. And traditionally that's been used a lot too. Coconut oil and some people can be good. To, so these are, they're inexpensive. So I've got yeah. no issue with people doing them. And they're good maintenance, hair health. Mm-hmm. things but they're not going to fix your hair when you've got certainly when you've got alopecia areata mm-hmm. where you actually get balding patches or lose all your hair but also for the more common female pattern thinning and male pattern thinning it's not going to sort your problem out yeah and time mm-hmm. is of the essence I yeah. think with skin and hair um time is so precious because same thing when you have acne and you scar It'd be so great if the scar wasn't there or just beginning to form as opposed to having it sit there for years on end Mm. and then coming in with all the laser therapies, which we can. But imagine if you came in when you had that inflammatory phase. And the same thing, imagine if you came in and saw your dermatologist when you were noticing that big change. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you all coming in just because, you know, you lose your hair because you're stressed or whatever. Because that's a six-week phase. That will get better. Is it? Um, in most people, you know, anywhere from three months to six yeah. months. Yeah, I keep you saying know. it's stress and all that. So maybe, so Sarah, her problem is like, yes, don't mind me, say. Let's do a medical consult. Yeah, Why so not? You're, okay, you go. You thought it was stress. I thought it was, so initially they thought long COVID. Okay, so when did it all start for you? I would say end of last year. Yeah, and Sarah had COVID for the first time July, July last year. And then I had like. I collapsed in September and they're like, you got long COVID. Oh, and God. so then I started stressing probably about that. Mm. And then personally, I've had a pretty stressful year. Mm. So I'm like, is it just stress? Will it grow back? But I've been trying everything and I, I've probably spent thousands of dollars. You probably on you're not alone in that. Yeah, on yeah. hair care products. Just, and the thing is like I hate brushing my hair now because I'm like, mm. fuck. like scared it's going to Exactly. Out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
but that's been my journey. But I'm like, is have it tracked? Like, have you has it has it stabilized? Has the shedding it's, reduced? It's reduced, I would say. But I'm getting pretty intense acupuncture at yeah, the moment, yeah. like mm. once a week. But do you have chronic stress, or do you think it's acute episodes? Well, my dad's been unwell for oh. like six months. Oh, sorry and about so that. And so. There was a period there that, like, I was with him in hospital every month. Mm, mm. And I was just like, and I've, I've been going to therapy as well. So it's <laughs> like, I think it's a balance of, like, you are so stressed, but I wasn't aware of it and I was just trying to push through. Yeah. Especially when you're a high-functioning, you know, yeah. lady. I think it's yeah. harder to detect. But now that it's been going on for a while, mm. I would say, I'd say any kind of hair loss, don't give it more than three months. Okay. Get, wow. Yeah, that yep. should be a message, I think, to Something. most of your listeners that, you know, three months is a decent time yep. to know if you've it's changed because within that time at least the, the hair loss should reduce. Yeah. The other things, and I'm going to ask you, is that but have you noticed that you've also thinned out in your crown? Like women will say, you know what, the down lights are more obvious. I can see the gaps in my scalp. I've thinned out on the, the sides. sides. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you find that your new hair is growing as fast as your old mm, well, hair? Well, I've got like little, oh, I don't know if it's as fast, but I've got yeah. little things you got growing. you got growth, which yep. is good. Yeah. Yep. Um, is there any family history? That's another thing, you know, and don't just look at mum and dad. Look at aunties, you know, cousins. Do they have... Thinning of thinning their hair. Of yeah. the hair. Not really. Like my mum's got pretty fine hair, but I was looking at her hair the other day and I was like, you've probably got more hair than me at the moment. <laughs> like that was it. And I was like, huh. My sister went through a period of hair thinning as well and she went to a Chinese medicine man and he, he gave her a herbal mm -hmm. um, tincture and that seemed to work really well for her. I went on that same thing and I personally believe it didn't work as well for me. Yeah, I mean, firstly, we're all individuals mm, yeah. in how our, you know, how we heal, but also like to the untrained eye or, you know, like different types of hair loss just look like hair loss, but yeah. there's totally different things going on under the mm. microscope. I saw that, is it 65 different causes for hair loss? Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. 65. Yeah. Maybe more. We keep adding more to the list. What would like say hormones or? So it depends on the type of hair loss, mm -hmm. but let's say. The commonest that we deal with mm -hmm. is male pattern balding, female pattern balding. Male pattern balding is just almost so much more obvious than the females yeah. when we lose hair. Firstly, because women, the fluctuations in our hormones will mean that different times of our life, you know, post-baby, mm. you might lose a bit of hair and that's something called postpartum telogen effluvium. Mm. Um, some women also lose hair in different parts of their cycle. Mm. So we are governed by our hormones a bit in women. But also we don't get shiny bald. We just start getting gappy. Yeah. So then people go, or you're, you know, some GPs will be like, you still got hair. You know, mm, they don't yes. understand that is that relative loss that's the big thing. Yeah. Um, another thing for women, I think, look out for, have you noticed any kind of change in the sensation of your scalp? Like, mm -hmm. are you getting a bit of tingling all of a sudden? Are you getting scalp pain? Mm. Is there more itching randomly, even though you've got no dandruff? Because hair loss can also be heralded by a sensation change in your scalp. Huh. 
That's so interesting. So how many types of, because we were talking about this before, my mum has a hair loss problem and you were saying it was a different type of hair loss to what Sarah had. Yeah. So for example, just from that initial description of what you said, um, your mum your poor mum, she gets disgusted on yeah. the podcast too. I know, okay. sorry, mum. She doesn't listen, it's fine, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, so she has that type of hair loss where the hairline goes backwards, Back. mm. you know, and it tend, you tend to lose hair around your temples yes. also. You get a bit more veiny, like the skin just yes. becomes a bit yeah. shiny. Um, and they also tend to lose their eyebrows a bit. Yes. Ah. Yeah. So um, that's a different condition called frontal fibrosing alopecia. Okay. And that can coexist with another scarring process on the scalp called lichen planopolaris. So, you know, they all kind of get treated differently. Yeah. How would you treat that one? Mums. Yeah, mums. So with mums, um, I would start with um, something we can talk about called my hair protocol. Okay. So that's where we're injecting um, amino acids, peptides, growth factors, things like insulin-like growth factor, epidermal growth factor into your scalp. So then we try and awaken your own hair follicle. Oh. And that was something I was going to ask. With hair loss, once you've lost the hair, you can... Can is that like hair? What's the the correct term? I'd say like bulb. Is that gone forever, or you can regrow? That depends. So in your mum's case, mm. that condition is actually a scarring process. Mm-hmm. So then it's harder to regrow mm. that hair bulb or dermal papilla. Mm-hmm. Whereas with uh, male pattern balding and female pattern balding, the hair follicle is actually not dead. Ah. Oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so it's not dead. It's just, it's just not sprouting. Yeah, so it's miniaturized. So, oh, so it's shrinking in yes. size. So in male pattern balding and female pattern balding, we think the male hormones called androgens, mm. so like testosterone, uh-huh. there's another one called 5-DHT, which is 5-hydrotestosterone, those affect the hair follicle by making that follicle smaller and smaller. So, you know, if, you, if you're quite intuitive, you'll find that the new hairs are thinner. Mm-hmm. They're not as dense. They can change in texture. So it's causing a miniaturization process. So we can now reverse that with injections, um, tablets. Oh. So there are there's a tablet. Are we allowed to talk medication? Yeah, yes. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for example, we'll go back to your mum's condition. Okay. So apart from the injections, we can also trial topical mm-hmm. cortisone lotions. We can actually try an anti-malarial tablet that has oh. an immune modulating effect. Anti-malarial, wow. Mm, that we can use for like rheumatoid arthritis, but we also use it for certain hair conditions. We can actually even try an antibiotic like doxycycline. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, you I use smell for that for acne. my skin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've got lots of tools in the box to treat hair conditions. Okay. Um, but it'll, it'll be trickier to grow back than for example, female pattern thinning. Yeah. And is it also difficult because now she is a lot older? You know what? I actually don't think age is discriminatory. Oh, that's good. Okay. With skin and hair. Okay. I think it's that health of that person. Okay. Because I treat lots of older people and I go, wow, your hair's grown back or your skin's just changed. Okay. Really, it's about metabolic health. You know, even little things that we're talking about, how can you improve your gut health, have less sugar. We know mm. that if your glucose to your ketone balance is better, you're in a better homeostatic state mm. and you're going to heal better. 
So I think it's never too late. I'm so excited to tell my mum about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get her to book in straight away. Gonna, yeah, sorry. And then, and then tell mum one thing for frontal fibrosing alopecia that we've actually found out is um, it tends to be a bit more in those religious sunscreen users. Oh. oh. Okay. So tell her not to put any sunscreen Your on her hairline. Your mum would wear a lot of sunscreen, wouldn't well, you? Well, she probably would. It'd be in her skincare, I think. I don't yes. know if she'd actually use like a sunscreen, I think it'd be something in a moisturiser. So it's interesting. We think maybe there's something in people that wear a lot of makeup or skin products yeah. yeah, that might occlude the follicle. Huh. My God. So that's been – Do you know that's that – so this is me being quite intuitive. Mm-hmm. I have a sunscreen face spray. Ooh. And I was like, ever since I started using that religiously, mm-hmm. I was like – and where I spray is kind of like you know, where I've been thinning. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you're onto something. I mean, from a dermatology perspective. You're like, it's yeah, great. No, no. I don't <laughs> like, I don't believe in spray sunscreen. Oh, really? Ah. Why do we not think it works? If it's got like hyaluronic acid in it? No, so hyaluronic acid, acid is just a good moisturizer. Okay, it's okay. beautiful. Um, it's good for a mist, you know, yeah. like a misting, and then you put your normal serum. But on. not for sun protection. Yeah, because a lot of it just gets aerosolized, yeah. and then it's not actually sitting as a barrier on your skin. Okay, so okay. I've been spraying it into my hands now, and then, and then oh. putting it on because I was like, "There's something in this. That's the only mm. thing." And like, I'll just go like that. I'm like, hmm, that is yeah. so interesting. But my mum does wear a lot of makeup. So that's one of the factors apart from it, it's also that condition, frontal fibrosing alopecia is more in uh, women as we get into menopause mm-hmm. in our 50s. Um, yes, so it depends on this on the hair condition okay. and how we treat it. So the main thing also that a lot of people are aware of is we've now got a medication that's, you know, have you heard of Rogaine or Regain? Yeah, it's I've everywhere. You know, is they, that minoxidil? Yes. And, yeah. So I'm, I'm all, I'm yeah, all, yeah, all over it. I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. Welcome to Chemist Warehouse Picks of the Week. Your turn this week, Tal. I know. And we have found this amazing brand called Mighty Patch. Um, and this one, they, I'm going to show you all of them because there is a little selection here. And it's quite fitting we're doing this during this episode where we've got Dr. Shami as the dermatologist on because we were saying how much your skin and hair has to do with your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. So these ones will definitely build your confidence. You've got a little pimple, you pop it on. And what's the best thing about it? It prevents from gunk and stuff. I always say this to Sarah, don't pick your pimples. <laughs> so it prevents like gunk and stuff getting in. And we know that's really bad bacteria. You've got, this one is a little travel pack. So if you're going overseas or anything, you just pack that. And then each one is different. So that's the original. We have the surface and then we have the invisible. So if you're going about your day, let's just say we're filming an episode of Curious Conversations and I have a giant pimple, I will use the invisible. And so how it works is you've got to clean your skin really, really well and pop these patches on for six to eight hours, wait for the patch to turn white, and then and then voila, you're pimple free. You're done. You can get all these little pimple patches from Mighty Patch available from Chemist Warehouse. So minoxidil has been around forever. You know, the story behind it is it used to be, it is a blood pressure tablet where when they gave it to people with hypertension or high blood pressure, they grew more hair. And so it was a nice kind of um, good finding to have. Wow. So now as dermatologists, we actually use minoxidil, but in a tiny dose orally. So 
there's no effect to your health. You might get a bit dizzy initially. You know, you might shed a bit more mm. for a few weeks. And rarely you're going to get hairy on the doses that we use. Mm -hmm. But that's been a game changer to grow hair. So what, why would you, because if that happened to me, I'd be like, shit, I'm, gonna, I'm losing more hair and I'm on something that's supposed to be growing my hair. Why does it make you shed more? Same thing with the foam version or the lotion version because minoxidil works on trying to push your hair from the resting phase, uh, so which is called telogen, mm -hmm. to the growth phase. And in that process, you will lose that old hair mm -hmm. while the new one comes through. Not everyone sheds. About 30% of us will shed on the medication. But, you know, it costs you 10 bucks a month mm -hmm. and you can actually grow your hair. Mm -hmm. So wow. there, there, it's... It's really, it's it's an exciting time. Do you, this is just a random question, but if you take something like that, do you grow hair anywhere else on your body? Yeah, you might, oh. but not on the doses that you use okay, okay. cosmetically. Yeah. Yeah. And would you have to be on, and this is a thought of mine, um, a medication for the rest of your life? No. You hit it on the nail. That's the problem. Oh. So that is why, you know, I, I invented the hair protocol because, um with the injection therapy, you don't have to take something every day. You know, you might do a maintenance one year, a lot of injections. Yeah. And that was something I wanted to ask with because your with protocol the looks amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and the you. results I've seen, at, like I was showing the chemist warehouse girls downstairs and we were just all like, yeah, oh like my shocked. God. Yeah. Mm. So shocked. Um, so minoxidil, you would have to be on it for life. Even if it's topical? Yeah. So basically, it only works while you take it. Mm. Oh, okay. But it's not bad. It's not dangerous. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of patients will go, it's like making the pact with the devil. You know, you've got to always be on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not all of us want to do that. Yeah. Mm. So true. So how long would something like my mum's condition, I suppose it varies on each patient, how long do you think, or someone you've seen in the past, how, what's the time period where you actually see hair growth again? Um, it varies. Yeah. Um, I would say always wait about three months because oh, the hair okay. cycle can be three months. Yeah. But sometimes it can take up to six to nine months to okay. really notice that big difference. Yeah. So with the the cases we see on your social media mm -hmm. of like extreme um, alopecia. So they've got alopecia areata okay. where they've got – alopecia areata is another condition where for whatever reason your body wants to attack the hair follicle. Ah. So it can be triggered after COVID or mm -hmm. a virus or stress. Um, and that is, you know – tricky condition because you can just lose all your hair overnight. Wow. Mm. Your whole body hair, your eyebrows, or you could do nothing and it'll just grow back by itself. So you're really at the mercy of your immune system. Wow. So for those patients, the hair protocol works phenomenally, but we also have new cutting edge medication that suppresses your immune system, but it's very targeted for hair regrowth. Wow. But that's where in those patients, they are on a strict anti-inflammatory diet. I make them meditate. You know, they're on all the gut wellness. They're on a slightly ketotic state um, because that's how their body can heal. That's where I need a bit more help from the patient also. I love how holistic you are. I know. That's what I, I was that. just about yeah. to say. There's nothing worse when you go see a doctor, a dermatologist or anything, and they're just... I think a lot of people forget that holistic side. And I love that you're so passionate about the gut health and mm. that holistic. I think it's so important. It is. I mean, 
no one wants to be on medication for life. Yeah, no mm. way. No way. Yeah. So, and and I um, I think our bodies are phenomenal and there's a huge drive, a huge, um, you know, awareness. But, you know, you can almost buy, it's a bad word, but you can biohack your well-being. Yeah. You know, and that's why I love all these ancient therapies like acupuncture um, or Ayurvedic medicine, which I'm mm-hmm. really you know, interested in is because they really look at body systems mm. and it's about diet, lifestyle, exercise and, and what you put into your body. Like it's almost like a temple. Yeah. And, so and it can actually change. Yeah. So true. Mm. Sarah, um, have you, what, tell me what you've learned so far. Oh. Um, for me, well, I've learned that minoxidil, you have to be on it for life mm-hmm. because I've, if you saw my, TikTok and my Instagram ads, it's all like hair loss, Vega, mm-hmm. bloody, whatever, oh. serum, all these serums that you put on. I've actually learned that it goes beyond your scalp. As yeah. you saying yeah. that it starts in the, the dermis layers of the skin, that's yeah. where like yeah. the, the deeper bit. Exactly. Yes. So that's where it comes back to nutrition and things yes. like that as well. Like um, yeah, I've never thought of it in that way. I thought it was just all topical. Mm. Mm. Do you only have a clinic in Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. My mm-hmm. Sydney siders. I mean, we get daily DMs yeah. about when. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, because we're obviously Australian-wide and internationally, but I was like, oh, I wonder if you ever go to Sydney or anything like that. No, but I, you know, but my practice is old dermatology and mm-hmm. the, the running joke with the staff is that we are almost like a travel agency. Yeah. Yeah. We got lots of interstaters. We love you all, but we have to be good about managing flight times and yeah. all of that. Yeah. yeah. With your uh, ODE protocol for the hair loss, how does that compare to PRP? Is it? Yes. Yeah. What's PRP? Wow. Oh, Dr. Okay. Sharma. You tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's done her research. Yes. So PRP is platelet-rich plasma. Is that so, what a lot of men get and they go to like Turkey? No? No, so that's a hair transplant. Oh, okay, okay. Which I like too, okay. but you need a more of a harvest to actually have a hair transplant that's successful and it costs you a lot more yeah. and um, not everybody wants to have their scalp cut. Yeah. Um, PRP is, it can work. I mean, I used to do it about uh-huh. 10, 15 years ago. We use it for joint issues. Mm. You know, it's the idea that your body can regenerate. But the problem is I was dependent on someone's blood. So we take your blood, we spin it down, we get these growth mm-hmm. factors from your platelets, and then we inject that back to your hair. Okay. Yeah. This I is where I questioned it because I'm not allowed to, I, I can donate blood, but in the Chinese medicine sense, I don't have enough blood in my body. Mm. And they're like, you shouldn't donate blood because you actually don't have enough in your body to give, yeah. to, to reproduce more. Exactly. Yeah. And most of us, um, our the efficacy of our blood changes every few months. Mm. Let's say you're stressed. Let's say you're dehydrated. Let's say you've had an infection your growth factors are not going to be the same that it was even six months mm. ago. Um, so whereas the, the old hair protocol kind of takes that guesswork away. Wow. And so do you do, like, if someone comes to see you, you do that, and then do you do, do that to take any other tablets other than the ones you've said or anything topical? So, yeah, depending on the hair condition, okay. yeah. they get the full um, explanation about what is cutting edge in dermatology right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's important to know that you want to go to a holistic practitioner or a dermatologist, but you also don't want to be not given the choices of medication. Mm-hmm. 
And you might find that you need less medication because you're doing all these wellness things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They coexist. And my philosophy is do it all when you're starting out with hair loss. So mm-hmm. you might take a bit of medication. You might do injections. You will change your lifestyle. You'll change your sleep in particular. But in a year when you get the bulk of your hair back, let's stop the medication because yeah. we can then do a maintenance injections again once a year, once in two years. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I view it. And things will change. I mean, we've also got a new laser that's out in the market now that actually can make little, little holes into your follicles, stimulate it, and then we infuse growth factors. So there's a lot you can do. I mean, like, you know, five years ago, I was telling men who've got like proper shiny bald heads Uh to say, don't waste your time. But now we know we can give them coverage. So... It's and and you know I'll be curious to see what we're doing in a year's time. Yeah, yeah. you know they will always be, evolving. Yes, that's so crazy. Mm. So, so crazy. it's very hopeful. Yeah, I, I there's so many bold, like bald men that I know that I've only ever known them bald, bald. and then I'm thinking if they rock Had up hair. tomorrow with hair, I wouldn't even know who they are. <laughs> I know. My, I met my husband when he was like 38 or something, and he was like shiny bald since the age of wow. 20. Yeah. yeah. So, um, does he have a full head of hair now? No, oh. so that's the funniest thing. So, he's not very good at promoting. I know. Business. I was like, "You're not a good ad." <laughs> You're like, "Let me at you." <laughs> so, you know, I was a dermatology registrar, and I kind of knew I wanted to do hair loss. Mm. And I was like, "This guy is going to be, you know, bad for my <laughs> business." <laughs> and but he's embraced it. Like yes. he loves his bald head. Yeah. So I think you know you don't always have to grow hair back, mm. um, but. It's a big deal when you lose it and you want to have yeah. hair. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's for a woman. I'm sorry, it sounds not politically correct. We just can't lose our hair. And, yeah. And it's so just, true. You yeah. know. It's so true. It's like the confidence and you don't feel empowered and like and how you talk about how you feel like shit. Yeah, it's, it's not awful. a nice feeling. Yeah. Like, there's because certain like, hairstyles you can't do and like when you lift your hair up, you're like, oh, there's a little bit of like white stuff yeah. happening there. But I think it's a part of you that's falling out. Yeah. You know, it's like if your skin fell out. Yeah, Yeah, true. You know. Uh, What I was going to say is what stages of a life can we prepare women that you're going to experience hair loss at this stage and don't be alarmed by it? Like postpartum. Like postpartum, like. I don't know if you do, it happens at perimenopause. I don't know. Definitely. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Perimenopause, menopause, sometimes postmenopause. You know, if your hormones are fluctuating, um, hair and skin changes. Um, but don't leave it for more than three months. If it's yeah. happening and you're mm. not growing back, there's things to do. I think a yeah. lot of women probably it happens and they just think they can't do anything about it. That's mm. what I, I think. think that's a lot what, of women yeah. think that. And they probably think it's like a, such a costly pr- procedure yeah. and – from what I've looked at, at your It's procedure. very cost-effective. Yeah. It's so cost-effective. Like when I, I look mm. at the amount I've spent on holistic products. medications, products, and it's just like for me, I think women, one, want a quick fix yeah. mm. and um, just want, and from, uh, speaking from experience, just want answers. Mm. Yeah, like, I think that's the big thing. I want like, answers. I yeah. want an answer. Yeah. Why is it happening? Is it my stress? Is it my diet? Is it a hereditary thing? Like, yeah. And I feel like you can only know that if you go to a dermatologist. I think so. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm. Uh, I just having having said that, most of us can work it out, or you know, even hair specialists that are not dermatologists. But I think you do need to see a dermatologist, even if it's just once. Yeah. Mm. 
get the diagnosis because that will empower you yeah. to make a change. Yeah. So and that's true. the thing. It, once you have that empowerment, I think the worst thing is it always going over and over and over in your head and it consuming your thoughts. Yeah. So once you empower yourself and you've got answers, okay, this is what I have to do now moving forward. Yeah. And and you're spot on because, like, you know, with hair it's also tricky because there will be some days when you actually think you look better, mm. like it's actually not bad, and then you're like, oh, God, I'm a hypochondriac, you know, I'm just stressing for no reason. Yeah. And then without you even noticing, you've thinned out so much. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you don't get the hair loss, but you just get that sparsity. Yeah. And and the other thing is women, um, a good point too is try not to, you know, t- have our hair in a really tight ponytail because traction alopecia Tell is a thing. I've got so much hair. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> She's got I had too much hair. Yeah. Us. Um, but that's a factor too. Like know. hair ties and stuff like that? Is that a factor? Like I always read about hair ties. Well, you want to go for something that's smooth so uh-huh. you're not going to pull out hair with it. Yeah. But it's more the tension on that ponytail. Yeah. Um, you know, mums, we've got girls, little kids. Let's just make sure our ponytails are not too tight mm. on them because mm. you do see more traction alopecia in like ballerinas oh. or old school geishas, you know, when yeah. they had it like really pinned yeah. back. So lifestyle measures do add a contributing factor. Yeah. You know, hair extensions, that's another big thing mm-hmm. now. You know, I think sometimes you have to have hair extensions yeah. when, you, when you want that confidence. But go to someone that, you know, knows to not put a huge blanket mm. extension all over the back of your scalp, you know, make it in divided pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There is an art to it. Yeah. And don't be reliant on it for too long. Yeah, I agree. I used to go to a hair extension place just for length, not fullness. And there would be a lot of girls coming in and I would see them there all the time. And I used to always think, I'm like, I get why they're coming because it's for the confidence to be yes. there. But then I'm like... Surely that's not really good for their scalp if they're getting mm. it con- continuously. And then, what if one day they can't afford to get hair extensions and yeah. they have to live with, you know, not Thinner fixing hair. the problem? Mm. Yeah, I always think that. Yeah. What about? I just was thinking before collagen powder. Mm. Yep. What about it? <laughs> I've so drinking because yeah. I know my mom takes collagen like religiously because yeah. she's like it's good for my hair, and I'm thinking. I know there's like they say it's good for hair, skin and stuff like that, but I'm like now going through it, I'm like, is it really? Has your mum noticed a difference? Like has it got better since she's been taking anything? Probably not. No. You know what? I think it probably it's not going to fix her her scarring process, mm. which needs help. Yeah. But it it might collagen, silica, biotin, they've yep. been shown to maybe increase the thickness of each individual strand. Wow. Oh, so it's not for not for growing new hair, just the thickness. thickness. Oh, see, that's confusing. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's a because, lot of confusing things. Yeah. For me, <laughs> so it, doesn't, it doesn't stimulate growth. Nah. See, that's what I thought it did. That's why I, that's really confusing. But that makes sense. It makes it more full and like. So I love collagen because yeah. it does something. Yeah. And, um, but it's not going to give you more hair. Huh. Interesting. But you might look better because your hair will be fuller. Yeah. And thicker. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And what about hair supplements? Because we see them on social media a lot. Mm -hmm. And I always see before and afters and I'm like, I don't know, is that like… Is it true? Is it true? I I, I think, you know, the tricky thing about life is ideally we get everything from food, Mm. whole foods, but then we know all of us process food differently. How we absorb mm-hmm. micronutrients is different. And then, you know, the way farming is and industrialization, the soil is 
doesn't have as much nutrients yeah, as yes, it has so before. True, yeah. So I think there really is a place for supplementation. But if you look at most of these supplements, they have key antioxidants, which is all back to your gut health, mm-hmm. uh, reducing inflammation. Um, a lot of them have iodine or iodine, mm-hmm. if you look at the, them, which is important for hair health, but also your thyroid function. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to have too much because that will actually affect your thyroid function. Oh. So in summary, I think key micronutrients um, in hair, for example, what I, I think everybody should be on if you're thinking you got a bit of hair loss would be a little bit of zinc. Vitamin C. I love vitamin D. I think vitamin oh. D, one of the cheapest supplements, but one of the best things for skin and hair. Okay. Um, because that is, it's almost not just a, a, a micronutrient. It's actually a chemical signaler because we now know that vitamin D has so many different pathways to heal our body and our skin. So I like them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people get kind of caught because not a, a hair supplement doesn't have all of it Mm. in one capsule. So if you're stressed, you might take a bit of ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen, Mm, right? So I think you work out why you're losing hair and then you either be proactive about what supplements you need or talk to your um, professional who can put together a little bit of a supplement regimen for you. Mm. And don't supplement forever, Mm. but, you know, cycle out of something after six months or three months. It's crazy. I feel like... If I was go- to go to you, I would ha- walk away with the strongest game plan to walk yeah. away like with healthier, thicker, fuller hair. Mm. Yay. Yeah. I agree. And it's like I'm like it's annoying that you've just found you now yeah. because it's just been, oh, I've been hearing about late. this no. for like 12 months. So I think it's if someone is listening and they want to come and see you, what is the procedure? Do they have to do a consult? Like how do you? So my philosophy is the most important thing is the information mm-hmm. and the diagnosis because everybody's treatment plan is bespoke. Yeah. So come in and have a consult with me. So I'm at Ode Dermatology. You just call up make an appointment, book online. I don't know, social media has gone off. So you yep. can just book any any channel so that come and just meet the team, in particular me. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that when they come in for your appointment, you are going to be given a lot of information um, because my thing is to give you all your different choices, a treatment plan, you walk out with a sheet because that's the, start, the starting point of how you're going to change your life. Mm-hmm. And in the consult, We've got um, like a physician's assistant who's either a nurse or a dermal therapist. So they'll be writing down notes for you. So then you can just concentrate at me chatting away at you. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm. So then and all of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of us know your plan. You're not going to be overwhelmed. But I don't really think someone should come in over three, four consults to work out what the plan is. Mm-hmm. So the first consult is a game changer. And then we'll book you into all the different treatments mm. if you want to go that way. Yeah. Or you might just walk out with a prescription and I'll see you again in about three, four months. Yeah, right. So it's really about empowering us, yeah. the, the patient and yeah. the consumer. I'm going to ask one final question. Grey hairs. Mm, yes. What What's the go with that? So it can be just genetic. Some of us get it early. Yep. Um, I think stress is a big thing for greys, early graying sometimes, mm-hmm. but inflammation. So oh. interestingly, with the hair protocol, um, we found that people gray a lot less. Oh. So when you stimulate the follicle, it's going into the growth phase. It's it's younger. You end up not having to, you know, um, 
dye your hair as much. Wow. Like I've got two sisters um, who are younger than me um, and bless them. They've got so many more gray hairs than me and I do it purely for grays and mm. postpartum hair loss and I haven't grayed. Oh, wow. Is it safe to do postpartum the, it, the ode injections? Yes, it is, yep. um, but not if you're actively pregnant, but there's no issue with breastfeeding. Okay. okay. Because it's not really question. absorbed into your body. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it stays in your scalp. Mm. And, you know, with men, we also um, can now inject like an um, an androgen blocker that also stays in your scalp because a lot of guys don't want to take something called finasteride or Propecia because there is that, you know, libido issue or sexual problems. Uh-huh. Um, so now we can actually do things that have no side effects. Amazing. It's so oh. crazy. I've like, there's so many other questions because we know you don't just specialize in hair loss. Like I stalked your, inst- I stalked <laughs> your website, everything. And there's, you've got so much information and it's so, I think we need to have you on and talk about another subject because like we haven't even hit skin mm. or anything like that. I mean, skin, um, bad word, anti-aging, but who doesn't want to look revitalized? Absolutely. And no. also don't want to spend a fortune on getting like Botox and fillers all the time. And I chew through Botox at the moment. So yeah. <laughs> And there are alternatives. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we don't have to use filler to look young anymore. It's almost that unhealthy fake look mm-hmm. when you can now lift the muscles of your face, you know. You can remove little Freddy fat pads. Oh, yeah. yeah. With with energy devices. I mean, there's it's ridiculous what you can do now. Oh, I love so that. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah, we definitely need to have you on again because I'm like, I find this stuff so interesting. Mm. I'm always and skincare. I, I mean, yeah. there's so many bits to it. Like Sarah's like the hair hair person. I think I maybe said to you like three years ago, I'm like, do you cleanse and moisturize? <laughs> and she's like, no. And I'm like, oh my God, you need to start using face, didn't I? Yeah. She didn't use anything. A low really? maintenance. A low maintenance. Girl. I was like, wow. that is I mean, not- you've got good you've got good genetics, probably. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. But I was like, okay, we're in our 30s. You need yeah, to like need do it. something about it. Oh, this. totally. Oh my the god. The retinol, and she's taught me a lot, Tally has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably cost you a fortune. Exactly. Sorry. But I was like, you need to go. But skincare doesn't have to be expensive. Okay, I, we I, need I to really, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. found that's been the change in you know in the last 10 to 15 years that um, formulations have just gotten the most sophisticated. Like accessibility uh-huh. has meant that, you know, it's not bad just because it's cheap. Okay. Oh, yeah, we really mm. have yeah, a yeah. lot we'll to talk chat. about on that. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you on social media, TikTok and all that kind of stuff? So um, my Instagram handle is Dr. Shami Thiessen. Um, and I think my TikTok's the same thing. Yep. Um, and we're located in the practice. It's called Old Dermatology. And we're on 41 Gertrude Street in Fitzroy. Oh, beautiful. Amazing. Thank, thank you, so you so much. much. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. It's us again. We're back. It's Tully and Sarah. And if you don't know, we have an activewear brand called Tully Lou. And we have Australia's favourite leggings, but not only do we have leggings, we've got hoodies, we've got outerwear, we've got everything that you may need for an active lifestyle. So we want to give you guys an offer. If you've never shopped at Tully Lou, or if you've shopped at Tully Lou and you just want $15 off your next order, you need to take this offer and it's TL Cherry, all caps, all one word, and pop that in at checkout and you will get $15 off. So head to our website. It's www.tallyloo.com or head to our Instagram, stalk our page, use the code, and let's get you all in some TL. And welcome to the family.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 